I'm Chris from Play Comics, a show where we look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material, a part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other astonishingly geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to an all-new Better Podcasting live chat. I am Steven, and with me, of course, is the fantastic... Also wearing a blue shirt, SP. I made sure I wore a blue shirt today because I just, I think it looks better with the backdrop. It it's does. got nothing to do with better podcasting or Steven or anything else. I think one of these days, what we need to do is for the video viewers, we need to put ourselves in front of a green screen, but also we need to wear one of those green body suits, except, except for our face. So we'll just be like the floating head podcast show video stream. Do we have to wear uh, the the hood over the head? Uh, sure. We, we no, no, okay. no, because we want the floating head. So all it needs to be is just like it could even just be a green shirt would, would be all okay. that we would take, and then we would we would just be a floating head. We'll, we'll mask ourselves out, and uh, that's what will happen. Is it'll just be us, our heads floating. What was that BBC sci-fi show, Red Dwarf? Did you know. ever watch that? No. Oh, okay. Well, there was this ship's AI that it was always a floating head in the screen. Oh, fair enough. Well, y- yes, that can be us. That's what we can we can do. That can be our our shtick. We already have a shtick. Do you know we? what it's called? What? It's called talking with microphones in our face. Mm, that's true. We do we do have microphones in our face, which I think is one of the the no nos of podcasting. I think you're never supposed to have a microphone anywhere near you at any time if it's six feet or more closer to you then it's too close yeah and it it has to be a condenser microphone whose pattern is facing away from you that's true uh hey we're just having a little fun as we start things off it it could be the fact that uh we're waiting for the chat room to fill over at geeks.live it could be the allergy medicine i'm on right now that's why i sound super Super congested. Uh, allergies hit me hard today. But let's t- start off actually talking a little bit about something that is, that is, <laughs> by the way, for the audio listener, SP is making the drinky drinky symbol. But that's, you know, I- I've successfully done many episodes with, with that already. So I-, I don't think that that's been a problem to date. Uh, but no, let's start off with something that is sort of related to podcasting, but also different. And it's something that you and I both do. We've talked a lot about back. Uh, backups, having backups with your podcast stuff. And one of the things that you and I both like to do is use a service called Backblaze, correct? Yes. Backblaze is a whole computer backup system. It, uh, I don't think it will store your operating system, but it'll store all your files. So anything that you use on a regular basis, like Word documents or MP3 files, since you're a podcast or WAV files, whatever, all your production files, any PowerPoint presentations or any production or work-related stuff that you have on there or anything fun that you have on there, like pictures that you want to keep, you can back up. Now, the backup rule is generally 3-2-1. You want three copies of the file. You want two of them locally, and then you want one geographically separated. Backblaze is a service that fills that one geographically separated a part of the 321 backup uh, service uh, or process, whatever you want to call it. And we've been using Backblaze for quite some time. 
We both had a great experience with it. I started using it after I lost a hard drive that was mostly backed up. I did lose some data off of it, but it, it was mostly backed up. And then my backup failed to my local drive mm. that I had, and I had not switched it out with a geographically separated drive. So I did lose some data, but uh, the really old stuff, the really important stuff, I did have backup on, backed up on several different copies. I was able to get most of it back. But yeah, I was like, you know what? Something could happen at any time, any time, even in the middle of producing a podcast, maybe it'll be an important interview. And I don't want to lose that one file that I actually yeah. have. So if I'm in the middle of production editing on a podcast and I leave my computer on overnight, it will automatically back up that file that I'm working on in any of the original files, like the wave file that I have recorded and stuff like that. So it is pretty cool to be able to do that. And for such a low cost, uh, you know, it was $6 a month, $60 a year US. It has now changed. I forget the date that they're changing it. August, now, I believe it is. August 1st. It's now changed to $7 a month or $70 a year for that discounted annual price. And I still think it's worth it. $7 a year to back up my... I don't know what I got now there. 22 terabytes of data, maybe more. I think that's worth it. Yeah, th that's exactly why I like Backblaze. Uh, we don't have a promo code or anything. We're not he here trying to hawk a service. Because I have so much data, it's hard to compete with that price when you look at it doing my whole computer. If you don't have a ton of information, there might be better deals out there to be had for sure. But... With, with me, I've got so many terabytes of information and it does it all. I I really struggle to find, like, I, I have not found a service that is reliable and in the same price point as that as well for all of my data. So, you know, it's not a huge difference. Uh, there will probably be a lot of people who are a little getting uppity about it because the current price hasn't been the current price that long either. Like, I know it's done a price increase since I started Backblaze, and that was only probably like four or five years ago. So I don't know. I say four or five years ago, but time goes so fast. Maybe it was more than that. But um, so this is a couple of price increases. However, look at hard drive pricing. It, it went down and it went back up. Everything's going up. They've always been quite affordable. They're a really reliable service. And, you know, to me, it's still worth it. You know, funny story. I was uh, taking one of my employees on a tour of our data center at work. And it's just a typical data center that you'd see anywhere else. It's, you know, it's got server racks, it's got uh, uh, processor racks, it's got storage racks. And we were walking around and I was saying, yeah, we've had to uh, change our upkeep of it, our annual maintenance of it, because we just don't have the money that we have to do the same amount of drive replacements this year. He's like, well, oh, really? Why is that? The price of hard drives has gone up. So if you're trying to maintain a certain number of hard drives refreshed in the data center, because Backblaze is in the cloud for us, but there's a data center somewhere that stores all that information. So the hard drive that Backblaze has that is saving the data or tape drive or whatever it is, the price of that is all going up right now. And so I can see them having to raise their price in order to keep up with inflation. And 
in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it's that much. I mean, every little amount adds up. If it keeps on going up a buck a year for the next five years, it's like, well, is it really going to be worth it? I'll tell you, even if it goes up five bucks over the next five years per month, so it's like $12 a month per year U.S., if you lose a four terabyte hard drive, yeah, I'm just <laughs> going into the future. So two terabytes seems to be the standard that's in desktop computers these days, unless you do what you and I have done is customize our rigs. So I'm going into the future. Let's say four terabytes is the norm in five years. So you lose four terabytes of data in five years. You're going to want that $12 a month plan just to be able to say, hey, send me a new drive. I'll just plug it in and then boom, I can go. It'll take a week, week and a half. Your files that you need, you can download one at a time. But the rest of them, yeah, you can uh, just wait for that hard drive to come and you haven't lost anything. As a matter of fact, you put it in and it starts backing it up again and it goes, hey, look, I'm already backed up. So you don't have to reback it up again. So it's all good. And Backblaze is the one that we use. It's the service that we use. There are other services out yeah. there. Use whatever it is you feel comfortable with. But if you plan on podcasting for a while, you probably need some sort of backup process. And using a service like Backblaze is probably a good idea for a hobby podcaster. I agree. Oh, let's go to a question we had from the wonderful Josh Liston. He asked us this over in our Discord server, which if you didn't know this, we have a Discord server that you can come and hang out with a bunch of other awesome podcasters and geeks. It's at betterpodcasting.com forward slash Discord. I don't know why I said that, but uh, yeah, he asked me shaking his head. He said, question for BPLC which I believe is better podcasting love live chat. chat. Oh, live chat. Oh, live chat. Not love. Chat. Man, you have, you are on the, the allergy medicines, uh, aren't you? Uh, well, this is Do the you wrong want me to read show. This? Are you this, okay to read this? This is the wrong show. I showed up for better podcasting love chat. <laughs> okay. That's a show that I am not aware of. And if you, that's what you're into, you go do it and I will finish this one. So, Josh Liston said, question for a better podcasting live chat, quote, after 10 plus years in podcasting, is there still something you wish you were better at in podcasting? Unquote. For me, I've never been as consistent as I've wanted to be. I get that, Josh. And as a matter of fact, Josh, I think, is the pinnacle of the person that I know that has been rather successful once he sets his mind in terms of seasons. And we've talked yeah. about it on the show before. If you're having a problem maintaining that consistency over time, but you're still creative and you want to talk about stuff, doing it in seasons is always something you can do. And you don't have to define a season as being six episodes or 20 episodes or whatever. You could just go until you need a break and say, okay, that's the end of the season. We'll see you in a few months, something like that. I, I would encourage you to set a date to return and then uh, tell your audience that when you leave, if you're planning on coming back. But he's done that successfully. And I've also got another thing to talk about with Josh after we ask, answer this question. You know, this question came in on the Discord and it really made me go, hmm. It did. It made me think. And, you know, when you're first reading it, what did you think? No, I, don't I, answer the question, but what did you think? Like, what was my answer? No, no, you don't no, want no, my no. answer. No, no, no. What were you thinking in terms of, wow, it, this is actually a pretty big question? 
Yeah, I, I started to think about what would I list because I'm sure there's more than that, right? More than just one thing, right? And, and that's what I started to think about when I when I read this question. Um, just because it's easy to talk about some of the things that you think you do really well um, for some people. For me personally, I, I struggle actually to see some of the things that I know I do well. Even though I've had people tell me I do them well, I, I do struggle to recognize that. So my list is actually probably pretty large of things that I, I wish I was better at. But uh, um, and so that's kind of where I went when I was thinking about this question. But I will answer right now off the top of my head. The top one that I, I would say is whatever the opposite of procrastination is, because I am really bad at procrastinating. Because the question is, what would you like to be better at? And I don't want to be better at procrastinating because that means <laughs> I've been procrastinating even more. So whatever the opposite of procrastination is, that that's the, the thing is like, uh, uh, it's huge for me. And it's it's not only from a week to week perspective of podcasting, it's, it's sometimes minutes before a show perspective. Um, it's also launching new endeavors and things like that, I get like 95% of the way and then I procrastinate the rest. So, so that is one of the things that on the top of my head, um, my editing process, I, I, I edit the Saturday before we publish on the Sunday. Half the time I'm still editing on the Sunday. Uh, I'm previewing an hour before, before we post, right? So, so that's sort of the thing off the top of my head personally. So whatever the opposite of procrastination is. So there's a couple of things that came to my mind right away, and one of which was my editing process. It just gets very tedious for me, gets very boring, and it's very long the way that I edit. And to be honest with you, I, I can't really change the way that I edit. I have thought about outsourcing it quite a bit. Problem is, I don't know if I could sustain the money for it. And it's not like I want to start and then just say, okay, I can't do this anymore. It was a nice break. I'll take the editing back. I don't want to knee jerk any editor out there by thinking that this is going to be a long-term customer with me. Cause let's face it, I've been podcasting for 10 years and I'm kind of a sure thing right now. Right. But I don't want to knee jerk any editor thinking that they have a, a long-term deal with me where really what I'm looking for is probably only a couple of episodes, but I just wish that I was better at editing. I wish I, I was better at the production side of things in terms of uh, video elements, uh, visual elements, and with audio sound design, I guess, mm. is, is the best way to do it, to, to say it. So that's one thing, but that's not the number one thing. The number one thing that I think that I wish I was better at in podcasting is promotion because I've got the content down. I've got being on the microphone down. Are there things that I should, would want to change with me being on the microphone? Absolutely. But it's minor, I think, in comparison to a bigger deal of promotion. We had a whole episode about promotion a few months ago. And we've done promotion since we started Better Podcasting, actually. But I think it's changed over the years. And I think because we're competing with honest-to-goodness podcast corporations with millions of dollars, or at least tens of thousands of dollars that they can throw at ads, I think that you really need to be on your spot and communicating with your core audience or your key potential audience. And I just have really sucked at that due to available time. And that gets back to one of my golden rules of hobby podcasts is don't do more than two 
hobby podcasts per week because there's a whole bunch of things behind the scenes that you're going to have to do like editing like promotion and you can't as a hobbyist with a full-time job you can't devote enough time really to that and a life too by the way so you could just go to work and do podcasting stuff if those were the two things that you did with your life and you did nothing else you might get away with that but you have a life you have a third part of that it is work it is life whatever you want to throw into that life bucket if you want to throw fitness in there if you want to throw uh church stuff in there or uh, or social stuff or community stuff in there if you want to throw family stuff in there if you want to throw friends in there if you want to throw other hobbies in there if you want to throw traveling in there it just that life bucket gets filled up and it diminishes the amount of time that you can actually use on podcasting so those are the two main things. Of course, there's many other things that I wish I was better at in podcasting over the course of the 10 years. But those were the two things that came to my mind when I first read the question. And I sat down, I literally sat down and I said, I have to mm. think about this for a couple of minutes because I just don't want this to be an off cuff answer. So those are the two things that I really thought that I wish I was better at. I actually have a, a few things that I want to just rattle off here. And it's... uh www.betterpodcasting.com forward slash 253. And the reason I say that was that was when we did our biggest regrets to date and we had an emerging regrets in there. And so I think that those are those would answer that question as well, because obviously, if we have emerging regrets, they're things that we wish we were better at or aspects of podcasting that we think we were better at. So I think those would also go into there um, and answer that a little bit as well. Uh, personally, I, I could list off a whole bunch of stuff that, that I do wish I was better at, but I won't do that. I would instead like to turn it to the audience and ask, what do you like? Or what do you like? What do you wish you were better at? And let us know through our discord at betterpodcasting.com slash discord. We'd love to have you come over there and mention it there just because Josh Liston is in there and you can tag him and say, Hey, Josh, I'm answering your question. You can tell them how great of a question it was because I think it is a great question and it's something that people should think about every now and then. Uh, also in our chat, by the way, uh, we did have Scatmaker say heart emoji chat. And I think that's because of the love chat. So they're, uh, they're, they're on board the love chat train. Yeah, well, you know, whatever turns your handle, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's fine. I mean, you can start the love chat podcast I'm, I'm sure that people would love to talk to you a avid canadian about love chat it might be a paid service <laughs> oh okay uh, <laughs> moving on uh we have experienced an issue with our beloved roadcaster and i say our beloved roadcaster it's in steven's possession right now so he has a roadcaster and part of the problem with the roadcaster is the sd card and the transfer of that roadcaster has gone through loops of issues and then it's fine and then it'll go through loops of issues again and then it's fine some of it's due to firmware updates some of it is due to uh os updates like mac os updates or uh in our case windows os updates but there are just issues with it. And we've experienced kind of the same issue, not just with Steven, but with somebody else that I was guesting on a show on. So 
we knew it wasn't just Steven. It wasn't just Steven's fault, which is our, our default answer. It's, it's our first go-to. It's like something's not working. It's got to be Steven's fault. So we waited until it's we heard actually, something else. We, we have sort of the golden rules of better podcasting behind the scene. And number one is it's Steven's fault. That's it's Steven's fault. Yeah, yeah, we haven't ever. Yeah, that's a new, that's an exclusive to this live chat here. It's the number one rule of hobby podcasting. It's Steven's fault. So anyway, Steven, please regale our audience as to the issues that you've been having. Yeah, so it's it's odd. I don't I don't know why it just stopped working. But what happens is um, the Rodecaster Pro, in order to transfer the files over to the computer and um, and stitch them together, basically, you you need to use the companion app that is on there. And why I say you stitch them together is because they use a WAV format that puts all the different tracks so i don't know how many it ends up being it's something like eight or or more when there's you include the stereo tracks and everything it puts them all into one wave file so what happens is if you're doing like an hour show and you're multi-track recording that ends up being divided into multiple waves and luckily they've given you a tool where you go and you open it up and it shows you the recording and you just press export and then you wait for what seems to be a ridiculous amount of time for it to save those files individually to the individual tracks rather than just one, uh, I think it's polywave format. And the way that you can usually do this with USB is you go in and at the very top of that software, there's a toggle and you click the toggle and then the roadcaster stops mostly functioning and goes into a transfer mode so that it can just pull those files right from the roadcaster through USB using that program. And for some reason, it just hangs up right now every every time i go to to do that function the program on windows locks up and then i just have to turn off that mode manually using the touchpad on the roadcaster and just pull the uh the micro sd card put it in my computer and and run it that way that's sort of the old way you used to do it or in the early days of the roadcaster pro and i i don't know why that's happening i did admittedly i thought it was something on my computer but now I'm thinking maybe it is a Windows update or something because, yeah, as SP said, he, he was talking to somebody else that had the same issue. It's why I didn't mention it sooner, because I thought it was just me and I needed to go and figure out what was going on. But now that we've seen this a couple different places here and someone that SP's guested on, I don't know. Maybe it's a specific configuration. Maybe we're both have the same piece of software, a same driver, or maybe there's something else in common. There was a new version. Of, of the firmware that just came out. I did update that. Same problem. So I, I got to look, uh, see what's going on. I really don't know. It's very odd. And it just seemed to come out of nowhere for me. I don't have one, so I haven't dealt with the issue personally. But I think my, just to transition a little bit, I think my equipment's getting a little long in the tooth. We talked about it before. Yeah. It's time for a refresh, but it's just a terrible time to look into it. So I'm going to try to limp my equipment base on for another six months or so hopefully it'll make it and then uh, we will transition to something uh, which gets me into another issue there is a major industry podcasting industry conference coming up and i would expect a lot of announcements to come out over the next few weeks i don't know if there's necessarily going to be a lot of gear announcements or any for that matter but this is the time of year that a lot of new services or revisions and services come out and that sort of stuff. So to keep your ears to the ground on new things that are out there in the podcasting space, 
because this is the time of the year that it comes out. Just a little heads up there uh, about what's going on in the industry. Also, something else that's been going on in the industry, we talked about it on the Better Podcasting Main Show, episode 253, was it? Or 250? It was 254. 254. 254. We talked about the audacity issue. No, uh, so, two, yeah, 254. Yeah, yeah it is. Sorry. For our, our, our document title today is incorrect. Anyways, continue. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So our our podcast, episode 254 on the Better Podcasting Main Show, we talked about Audacity and the fact that Audacity was basically the terms of service was changed. It was calling home a little bit more often than not. And a lot of people said, oh, it's spyware. Well, technically it's not spyware itself, but it mm. does indicate that I've heard the technicalities on it. So I can see why somebody wouldn't want to call it spyware. However, it is taking personal information, including your IP address, as you addressed in episode 254. I've seen a link that somebody's used to a specific definition on one website that seems to meet the definition that it's not spyware. I've seen other people make cases that there are other definitions that could argue okay. that it is. So anyway, that's what I our full say, discussion <laughs> on it, it can be found at Better Podcasting episode 254. And I don't retract anything that we said in that episode no. when it comes to audacity. It's I, important I, I agree. if you're concerned about something that's shareware that is collecting data at all, I would encourage you to look into that. And a bunch of people were trying to get away from audacity. I will say a bunch of people tried to get away from YouTube when they started changing terms of services a few years ago, whatever. There's just, there's still been no one-to-one -one correlation to what you get in YouTube. What do you get in YouTube? You get a free video host, you get a ubiquitous streaming host that's free and you get the possibility of ad revenue. Nowhere else do you get that uh, with the host, with the free hosting that's included in there. Twitch does a lot of that, but they don't do the free hosting perpetually. Right. It's only like two weeks that you get with the file and then it goes away. So there's just nowhere else out there that is like YouTube. And I think when you talk about Audacity, I, I think you're getting into the area where there might not be anywhere else like it. However, there are other DAWs out there. You might have to pay for them. Hey, like a little bit, right? Uh, there are other DAWs out there that can do the job for you. So there are options. It's not completely like YouTube. There are options out there for you. You just have to weigh your pros and cons. And I also think that it's different in the case that you can fork Audacity and remove yeah. it. And and that's where the big difference is. And so, well, for, you know, for the benefit of our audience that might not know what a fork is, oh, do you want fair. to define that real quick yeah so when you go to the dinner table you sit down with your spoon and your knife and your fork that's what it is so when everybody talks about forking i remember the original muppet movie where there was just this big fork literally big fork yeah. in the road that they had to drive around that's what i think of <laughs> yeah. when i think of forking yeah no so fork uh when you've got projects especially open source projects like this what happens is you can create what's called a fork and what that means is basically you take a certain level that the uh, that the application or the project is at and you split it off 
and, and then create your own version of that project. And that's the thing is Audacity, because of the license that is it's uh, released under, people can take Audacity and make their own flavor of it, their own version of it. And so they can go and do what they want with that code and release it on their own. And so that's what people are talking about with the most recent thing going on here is, will there be a fork that basically replaces Audacity? Because they cannot retroactively change those terms that it was released under. So if version three was when the company, and this is just random numbers, but let, let's say version three was when the company took over and they changed the license. People can go to 2.9 and, and split it off to their own project and make it called Rawdacity or something like that, right? Like they can go and do their own project and basically it would look exactly the same because of the license that it was un, uh, released under. And so here, if the terms end up being so bad, and we'll see what happens, they might end up being a non-issue, but if they end up being so bad, likely because Audacity is such a, a big program in podcasting and otherwise music and things like that, there are like uh, hobby musicians and stuff. The thing is, there's bound to be that happen where someone will go and do that. And then that will pick up speed because people will go, no, this is junk software. This is terrible. This other thing is better. And it's more the way of, of yesteryear. And so that's probably what we would see happen. So I, I think it, it remains to be seen if that's going to happen because the company might back off here or people will just stop caring, like you said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, moving back a little bit to Josh's question, Damien in our Discord or in our chat, he posted a couple of things. First of all, he said, hits home. I'm probably going to have to pull back on at least one thing I started while on hiatus. That was me talking about regrets in terms of time and promotion there. He also said, I wish I was better at promotion but mostly having the type of content that makes for good slash easy promotion. I feel the content I make is done well, but it means nothing if I can't get it in front of people. Okay. Now that hits home as well. I understand that. How do you get that? If you have something that you're really proud of and you're not feeling like it's getting it in front of the people that you want it to be in front of, how do you do that? So, yeah. It's, it's tough. It's tough. So yeah, I think the whole pro we'll probably revisit promotion again uh, sometime in the next year, maybe even six months. We'll see there. Super uh, Bowl CBS, ads, right? Oh, yeah. As long as it's not one point two million dollars for ten seconds. <laughs> Stephen, you had one other issue you wanted to talk about tonight. Yes, I did. Uh, it's that this podcast episode tonight has just been terrible because I've been on so much allergy medication. That's that's what what. No, uh, the my my issue is with XSplit. We don't know what happened last night. SP and I were recording the official Gonna Geek show. Uh, Chris could not be there last night, and I pulled up my templates, and for some reason, all of my text that I had that was dynamic text. And what I mean by that is on the video side of of the show, there's a bar on the left that shows the different news points we're going to talk about. There's our names at the bottom, and it's all pulled from a text file that I've got on my computer. And for some reason, this this all stopped working. It just wasn't there. We, we don't know why. I can only assume it was a Windows update that happened because I hadn't updated any other software that I know of. So I'm assuming that it was a Windows update. When did you update XSplit to the four point whatever it is now? Uh, yeah, so I, I had 
okay, so I did an update last night while SB and I were diagnosing this problem. That was after the text disappeared. So okay. I, ha I had not done anything the couple of weeks prior. So I'm assuming it was Windows related, but I, I wanted to share that because I know there's probably a couple of people that listen to this that use XSplit, but more so I wanted to just mention how awesome SP was with this. All, all joking aside, um, SP was fantastic. He's like, okay, take your time. As I went and I tried to fix it, and he was just calm. He was he was cool. He was collected when I was trying to frantically fix things. And uh, I appreciated SP's calm demeanor, talking me down a little bit, and just uh, being there and setting the tone as I was last minute trying to fix a bunch of things. And so that's actually why I wanted to mention it right here and right now, SP, was to give you credit for that. And you're always that way. If something goes wrong as we're about to start recording, you're always there just saying, take a breath. It's all good. It's only hobby podcast, dude. Yeah, it's fine. Another thing that I want to point out there that I didn't think about until last night is one thing that helps keep calm is if you are prepared for the show. Right. If you have your show notes, if you know what you're going to talk about during the show, it makes waiting for the start way easier. So you're not anxious about, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? What are we going to talk about? What's the show going to be like? And that just ramps up the angst as you're fixing something technical as stuff goes on. So that's just a little hint, I guess. Be prepared before you show up for the start of your recording. And that's another thing. We set a time to get together to record and it's uh, 8.45. We stream the GunnaGeek.com show, 8.45 p.m. Eastern, 5.45 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. But we back that up. So at 8.15 Eastern time, Chris and I are seated for the most part and we are ready to go. Now, Steven might not come on for another few minutes. Actually, we, we might not be there for another few minutes. But by 8.30, we are in the seat ready to go. Usually starts about 8.15 by 8.30. We're there ready to go unless Stephen says, look, I'm running late for whatever reason. I'll be there in a few minutes. Okay. But that's just the normal recording time that we have. So that's number one and number two, being prepared at the time you're supposed to be prepared. So for us, that's 815 Eastern. Okay. Once you're prepared, it's like, okay, I got it. Let's, let's do this. And if you're having technical problems, you can sit back, relax and just say, Hey, don't worry about it, man. Just take another drink of Molson. We know that'll calm you down. I knew you were going to go there. Uh, so, so anyways, that's what I wanted to share. And yeah, if you've got it, if you are using XSplit, also be aware of that because I don't know. It may, maybe I've just got spyware SP. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, yeah, I do have Audacity installed. Oh, <laughs> uh, one thing that I want to say is I have been on, I don't know how many episodes of Dead Set Podcasting which Josh Liston, who is a member of the Gunna Geek Network with the On the Bubble podcast, is another podcast about podcasting called Dead Set Podcast. And we sat down and we recorded an entire episode, like an hour-long episode. Uh, he lives in Australia. I live in the United States. So we had to deal with the time uh, issues and everything like that. But we recorded this episode and he did something that I, I just want to call out. He made micro episodes out of it where he just took the main topic that we were talking about for anywhere from a couple of minutes to like five or 10 minutes. And he put those out as specific topic episodes. He put a header, he put an outro into it and everything like that, but he made several, and I want to say at least half a dozen episodes by now. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I think it's about eight episodes and we still have some topics that we talked about to cover in there. 
So if you are recording with a guest or you sit down to record on several different topics, like let's just take the Guinea Geek show last night. We had four different topics that we talked about on the guineageek.com show last night. Uh, two were very long, but they could be broken up as well. But you could at least have four different shows out of that. Now, that's not the way we do it. We do long form content. But if you want to stretch out your content over the course of many, many episodes, you can do that. And uh, once again, if you want to see how he did that and you can tell it's one long conversation that's been just been broken up, it's Dead Set Podcasting with Josh Liston. And the last thing that I just want to mention right now in our chat, we have loyal listener Johnny Pennington. And he said, hey, guys, a real question. I'm on Twitch and you have mentioned some questions from my friend Josh Liston from Discord. Is there a way that everyone can see all the questions as I did not see Josh at all? So just to clarify, the question that Josh Liston asked us about the uh, what we want to be better at. He asked that before we recorded this show over in our Discord server that we have at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. So this is what you can do. You can ask us questions when we're not recording or streaming the show over in our Discord server, or you can email podcast at betterpodcasting.com. And we'll answer those usually uh, either in the Discord or where you ask them, or we'll bring it on the show sometimes like here or on the Better Podcasting main show. So we would encourage you to come over to our Discord server and hang out with us when we're not recording, because these are the sort of things that if we don't put it into the show, you didn't know existed. And there is a lot of, I mean, we can't talk about every, we, we can't be a Discord rundown show on any of the shows that like let's, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. We'll just or convert Gennady. to that. Yeah, I'm sure you could, right? But I just, I, it's not going to be that way, so... If you want to get involved in the conversation, go to the Discord server at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. If you want to send us a question, another way to do it is our email address, podcast at betterpodcasting.com. There's just a number of ways to get a hold of us. Please make sure you do. We're here to answer your questions. It might not be right away. This is something very early on in the show. I don't think people understood. We're not full-time consultants. What we are is hobbyists, and we like to talk about our experiences with hobby podcasting, and we have been able to help a lot of people cover a lot of groundwork just because of our experiences and the community's experience. So you can get that community experience as well as our eventual answer if you contact us through our communities or our individual contact information. Is there anything else that you'd like to plug or promote, SP? Maybe we are other podcasts that you do. I mean, we've been talking about it all night. I, I feel like we do a little bit too much promotion of my other shows on here. So I'm sorry about that. But just if you are interested, Stephen and I had a very great conversation, both about the Virgin Galactic inaugural space tourism flight last night on the guineageek.com show, as well as the new premium video on demand of Black Widow, which just opened last weekend. So we didn't do it. We didn't talk about the Black Widow movie at all. It was just about the box office finances part of it. So that's no spoilers if you're worried about that. So we did that. And then this Thursday, we'll be talking about the Loki season finale over on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then next week, we'll be talking about the Black Widow movie on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. And of course, Steven is invited to both if he can find his way into it. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> so that's going to go ahead and wrap it up 
for episode number 36 of Better Podcasting Live Chat. I'm Stephen John Drew saying you can't spell Better Podcasting Live Chat without L-O-V-E. And I'm SP saying I apologize for the allergic state that Stephen was in tonight. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.